Hello, hello, hello. This is Tamika Seaton, President and CEO of Grow Your Nonprofit, where we help startups, small and stagnant nonprofits grow through fundraising strategies, strategic planning, and so much more. Guys, today you're in for a treat. I have my special guest here, Renee. She will share with you all about her background, experience, and guess what? She's looking to get involved and volunteer right here in the beautiful Southwest Florida. Whoever is so lucky to have her as a volunteer, you just don't know you're in for a treat. So before we get started, I'd like to thank the sponsors of my podcast, Hodges University with a campus in Fort Myers. Stay near, go far. They change lives for the better. Trinity Life Foundation Naples, helping at-risk youth through their enrichment program, AVID. That stands for the Associations of Haitians Living Abroad. They just opened an amazing support center where they help people with immigration support, rental assistance, and so much more. Last but not least, Vaxtruth. They received a grant from the CDC to raise awareness of COVID-19 and vaccine resources in the black and brown communities. So without further ado, Renee, how are you doing, Renee? I am doing great, Tamika. Thank you so much for having me. And would you tell our audience your full name and what you do for a living? Well, my name is Renee Freeman. I am a corporate recruiter for an insurance company here in the Southwest Florida area. Um, I have been a recruiter actually for over 25 years. Um, I'm going to say I'm a native of Kansas um, for the fact that we lived there for over 30 years. However, I was born and raised on the South side of Chicago. Okay. South side of Chicago. (laughs) Shout out. Yes. 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 So, we talked about volunteerism in the nonprofit world. Tell me about your first volunteer experience and how that came about. I would say the very first one that I can think back would be more of a corporate setting. It was mm. junior achievement. Exactly. Okay. And I absolutely enjoyed going into the classrooms, um, interacting and working with the young people and teaching them simple things in life that I hope had an impact in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. And so that would be the first. But um, living in Kansas, um, I began to do you know additional things like for example you know I was part of the board with the Johnson County NAACP and I was on their economic development board Mm -hmm. and there I was teaching um, individuals on how to find jobs how to interview how to do their resumes how to search um, and definitely did that for for a little while and then on top of that I also work with the Dress for Success of Kansas City Mm -hmm. and so again utilizing those Um, recruitment skills Mm -hmm. that I have where I was once again sharing how to dress for a job, Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. to do your research, how to interview, those things that I just love and have such a great passion for. And so I was able to kind of utilize that throughout, Uh you know. Let me let let you in on a little secret. Um, So Grow Your Nonprofit is a DBA. But my LLC is Naples Image Consultants, Mm -hmm. and Naples Image Consultants started in 2013 while I was working and building my career, and I did image consulting for people, specifically business people who had no interest in going to the store and shopping for themselves. So I would help them like on the weekends with dressing and wardrobe wardrobe auditing and and all that other stuff. So when I decided to be more intentional with my business, specifically for nonprofits four years ago, um, I said, why start over? I can just have a DBA and keep the same. Because when you think about it, image is across the board, whether personally, professionally, with your business, 
it's all image as you described with your resume what does that look like that's image the way you dress that's image yes. how you present yourself how you speak that's all image yes it, it is it's your first representation when you walk into a room right um, believe it or not we today you know how you dress says a lot about you mm -hmm. and it's not about brands or anything like that but you know our professional has its own dress mm -hmm. you know casual has its own you know mm -hmm. dress and so on so mm -hmm. totally agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. and you know that's very important especially with the the new generation, it tends to be, especially here in Southwest Florida, everyone tends to be a little bit more casual. And I remember when I worked at um, in one particular governmental agency, my manager told me that I didn't need to dress up every day, only if, when we went out to meetings. And I, I, just, I, I couldn't do it because <laughs> I'm from Los Angeles, so I couldn't do it. When you went to work, you dressed up. That was what I was accustomed to. And so I couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> totally agreed. So, but yes, um, that's just a little bit of what I've done. And having, you know, relocated to this area, um, I immediately start looking for opportunities. Um, unfortunately, I have yet to find that opportunity. Um, and I, I'm going to blame a little bit on the pandemic, of okay. course, because some of those calls um, that took place prior to that um, just did not manifest. Right. And then the pandemic hit and all of that. So here I am again saying to myself mm -hmm. I've got to do something yeah you know it's one thing where you know you have something to give and you mm -hmm. I feel guilty if I'm not sharing right whatever that gift is oh I love that so, uh, I love that yeah, yeah you know I tell people all the time you know the resume will get you the interview but it's the interview that will get you the job and so I definitely have some skill sets that I can share with individuals mm -hmm. on how to research and be better prepared mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's just something I've done throughout my career. Uh -huh. So so two things I want to point out. And then a third thing, getting that resume looked at, getting that interview and getting that job. How about keeping that job once you get that job? Because that's a whole nother dynamic because you get the job, but. I think the job is 20% is really 80% of relationships and if you could fit into the culture. So if you can't fit into the culture and figure that out, yes. you won't be there very long. That is true. And I had to figure that out because I used to think, okay, I have my education, now I can go in and I would look at people around me who didn't have the education but they had the relationships mm -hmm. with people in a room who would advocate for them and they would get promoted. Right. They would go to lunch with the boss. And my, the way I was taught growing up culturally, basically you go to work, you keep your head down and you go home. No, you need to go to happy hour. You need to go to lunch. Absolutely. You need to participate in the yes. birthdays. So talk, I know that this, this podcast is not about that, but I think it's still important for people to understand the, the importance of corporate culture yes. and I'm not saying compromise who you are to fit in but you have to understand the dynamics and manage it most definitely and you are on point um, one of the things I tell individuals about culture know the culture of that organization mm -hmm. and how do you do that mm -hmm. you ask questions what kind and of questions always, you know you ask them about the culture but it's always good to at least sit with someone who's currently working there okay you know maybe you'll get a chance to do a little bit of a job shadowing type situation hmm. they'll let you do that? that depends right the other thing is when you're doing the research on the company you can figure it out 
you know, read the reviews, mm. read what is being said about the organization. Are they an organization that gives back to the community? How much of that are they really doing? And what are they um, committed to? What's their mission statement? You know, those are the things you need to be doing prior to. And then when you're in the interview process, sometimes you can get a good feel. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. of where this is going and I can honestly I can give you a personal experience of my own I interviewed for a job once and guys they bought me in six times is that not insane that's insane it is insane it was a high-level position it was a major brand um, in the Kansas City area but what's interesting is when they called me the last time I told them I wasn't coming back yeah ask them why they wanted me to come back. Mm -hmm. And so you started to kind of read between the line what was happening here. Hmm. So much so my friends were asking me, Renee, if they offer you this job, are you really going to take this job? And they were basically saying, you probably don't want to do this because right. of the culture. Right. It was total red flags. Right. But, you know, I let self get in the way and I got to that point. I, I dare them not offer me this job. Not only did I check all the boxes, I'm bringing more than what they're asking for. So mm -hmm. yes, they offered me the job. Mm -hmm. That was a year of just H-E double oh, hockey stick. Yes, didn't want to say it, but it's the truth. You know, I knew it, but I took it anyway. Hmm, Lesson learned. You know, not every job is for you. Right. You know, and I tell people all the time, when you're interviewing, you're interviewing them. Yes. Just like they're interviewing yes. you. Mm -hmm. You make sure this is where you can see yourself. You make sure that, yes, you can bring skill sets, but what can they do for you as well? Mm -hmm. And so... Again, you talked about the culture. Yes, you need to engage. Mm -hmm. You need to identify who's that person mm -hmm. that can help you get to the next level. And you befriend and you learn from them. Um, seek a mentor. Mentors mm -hmm. are everything because mm -hmm. those are the people who would advocate for you. Right. Um, you know, my son, um, he's working for a company now and I, I have he's you know progress since he's been here in a very short period of time wow. but you have to say there are people who saw something in him mm -hmm. that helped advocate for him and it wasn't that they thought he can they knew he could mm -hmm. do the job mm -hmm. but that's what you do not be an island on your own yeah for sure that's 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 absolutely correct yeah. very good advice now you mentioned looking at the company's culture mission statement and and their involvement in the community what type of involvement um, the some of the employers you work with they had in the community or encouraged their staff to get involved in well um, perfect example uh, one would be you know maybe they have adopted a, a particular school mm. you know in the area um, I worked for a company here in the Southwest Florida area where they actually it was a school Dunbar actually and they had an internship program mm -hmm. for their technology department I thought it was amazing mm. and it wasn't so much that they advocated this department these young people oh my gosh the skills that they had and what Dunbar was doing for them in their technology and so they were able to do an internship in high school oh wow so imagine giving young people an opportunity to come to corporate America because corporate is so different than retail yes you know and just giving them a little taste of what their future could look like if they were mm -hmm. to work for you know a major company or any company but that's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. They invested 
in those young people at that high mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. who actually had great skills that they could bring to their organization. Right, right, right. Um, so recognizing that, um, you know, the United Ways or even the junior achievement, mm-hmm. you know, as I talked about earlier, um, being able to pick the school I wanted to go to so I could share um, life experiences with them to let them know that this is where you're at today, but look where I'm at today. That could be you. Mm-hmm. You know, I was once you. Yes. On the south side of Chicago. Yes. You know, and, um, you know, I tell my nieces, nephews all the time, you know, we all have the same choices. It's all about choice. It's all about choice. Yes. But are you willing to make the sacrifice? Are you willing to make the sacrifice? Before we started recording this podcast, you mentioned that you're the only one in your family with a college degree. So am I. There's seven of us. There's five girls and two boys. Choices. I always talk about choices because what happened was once I started becoming successful, some of my siblings started to ask me for money and I felt guilty because I had made it and I would give. And once I started saying no, then I was this bad person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you then I had to learn that I had to cut these people off because I made the sacrifice to sacrifice. go to college. I made the sacrifice to do what I had to do to get where I'm at today. And we all had the same start. Same, same choices. We did. Choices. We did. Choices. We did. And so, you know, lucky me that, you know, some of my siblings, maybe they did not go to college, um, but some of them are very successful, mm-hmm. still the same, but I'm with you. Right. Went, got the master's degree, and again, had to pay for that. It yeah. took years. Yes. As an adult, I was still paying for schooling. Yeah. You know, but like you, I had to sit back and say, you can't ride my coattail because yes. you all you had to do mm-hmm. is make the decision mm-hmm. you know and I even tell them today it's still not too late it's not it's, it's not, not too late. late as long as you you are above ground yeah. you still can make it for yourself and it's not even always about just going to college it's mm-hmm. just that if you're going to choose a profession mm-hmm. or whatever that is mm-hmm. are you willing to do what it takes are you to yep. continue to grow within mm-hmm. it and so mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. But again, um, for me, as I look for another uh, an opportunity to pour into someone, mm-hmm. um, I would love for it to be um, individuals that are a lot like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I love seeing the young person and just seeing something yes. in them that I can say or do something mm-hmm. that will help them realize they have a choice. Yes, yes, that's very important. Um, before we wrap up, if a nonprofit wanted to, say, partner with a for-profit business, how would they go about doing that? Mm-hmm. Well, from a corporate standpoint, um, they definitely have a department. I would normally start with HR. HR, that would be okay. the first place. And what would go. they say? I'm, I'm Hello, my name is <laughs> a- my name is Tamika, and I'm with XYZ Nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We thought your company would be a great match. We looked at your mission statement. Is there an opportunity for us to meet with you and further explore this? And that's just it. Stress the meeting and learn. Me- get that appointment. Sometimes you think you have what they need. You need to find out what is their need. Okay. And to make sure that what you have to give is something that they can utilize. And I think. Um, meeting having that meeting can we come in and have a conversation with you um but do your homework first Mm -hmm. about the organization as a whole and um tell them how they could benefit how could they benefit how how could a uh an organization benefit from 
partnering with a nonprofit? Well, I mean, their employees will benefit. You know, um, for me, it is a perfect example. Like the company that I currently work with, work with, they provide, for example, uh, mental health. Hmm. It's something that's really big right now, mm -hmm. and rightfully so. And so they are providing a subscription to, you know, this vendor that we can tap into. Well, that vendor had to come to them and say, hey, mm -hmm. you know, mental health is an issue right now. Here's what we can provide your employees. And for me as an employee, it makes me feel like they care. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the one thing. But I get, again doing the homework, making sure what you have is something that you think they can truly benefit from mm -hmm. and stress to them why, mm -hmm. why they need to meet with you mm -hmm. versus just can I meet with you. Right, right. That's very important. Very good. Very good. So being that you're currently seeking to get involved as a volunteer with nonprofits, mm -hmm. uh, tell our audience what you're looking for and uh, perhaps they can reach out to you. Absolutely. Uh, for an interview because like you said we're interviewing each other that is true well again whomever um, I decide to work with I want to make sure that what I am giving is going to be impactful in some way and so what I gravitate to I guess you can say is I love working with young people um, those who are just kind of in that high school age or or older you know that I that has a background very similar to mine you know, that young girl, south side of Chicago, um, you know, yes, you know, I grew up in a two-parent household, but at the end of the day, we struggled like everybody mm -hmm. else, you know, and what made me who I am today is that teacher, that teacher that, you know, called me a lady several times that made me want to do what, be a lady, mm -hmm. you know, those individuals that saw something in me that I had to, they had to help me see that same thing in me. And so I want to be that person. So I don't want to say it has to be um, a young lady, but I think that would be best, you know, those organizations that have young women that need to be encouraged, um, that need to be, um, you know, you just need to kind of push them along a little bit. And again, I want them to see themselves in me so they can see what their future room truly could look like if they just did the work. I actually, as you said that, I actually... Uh, a lot of different nonprofit organizations I had in mind that I will refer you to that may be a good fit. Yes. In addition to that, there is an event um, that I'll be attending, I believe, maybe next week. And I'll tell you about that. Perhaps okay. you can attend with me. It'll be a lot of power for women in the room who are specifically involved in nonprofit. Yes. So that would be really great. So how can someone reach you on link LinkedIn or whatever information you like to give? It'll sh it'll appear on the screen. Awesome. Yeah, you definitely can uh, reach me at LinkedIn. It's Renee Freeman. Not too hard to find. Um, um, I can even, you know, share my phone number with you as well. If you tap in with Tamika, I'll make sure that she can get us both connected. But I would love to hear from you. I, I'm really at that point and desperate to find something because I sit around often saying I'm too blessed not Aww. to be given back. Um, I grew up in a household. My dad was an advocate for our community and he's no longer with us. But to see me doing nothing, <laughs> no, um, I am ready to to help. Well, thank you for your heart and your kindness and uh, willingness to give back and pour into someone else. That's that that means a lot because I know for me, whenever I've given back and been selfless, 
God provides so much. He blesses you tenfold. Guys, if you give, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with giving because you get so much more than you can handle. It's a blessing. It is. It's a blessing. So again, Renee, thank you so much. Guys, we did something a little different today. We had a volunteer who's actually seeking to get involved with a nonprofit. I hope that you learn something um, about Renee and as well as what volunteers are looking for when they're getting involved in the nonprofit. They're looking at you as if you're a great match. What is your mission statement? Are you organized? Once an organ, once someone gets involved in your organization, can you keep them engaged or do you have an orientation process? Because the last thing you want to do is attract a top tier volunteer and not be able to retain them because you yourself is not organized. So guys, this is Tamika with Grow Your Nonprofit. I'm signing off and stay tuned for more Grow Your Nonprofit podcast episodes. Thank you.